this is kind of one of them deals that makes you feel like a man. Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen. On today's show, I brought back Earl Bailey, and we discussed what it's like to be a real-life cowboy. Let's give it a listen. Have you ever been on the mountain and got caught in a lightning storm or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. What was, like, the worst experience that you had there? Um, gosh, I mean, I've had a few, so I'm trying to think of one of the better ones we've had. Um you know, it's amazing when you're on the mountain and, and those dark clouds roll in. I mean, even how fast it can happen and how fast it changes the temperature. I know a few years ago we were on the mountain and and that happened to us and we were a long ways from, from uh, camp or any kind of shelter and, and those dark clouds rolled in. And I mean, it dropped to the temperature to the point where you left not needing any kind of a jacket or vest or or anything else. And when they rolled in and it cooled down, you were, you were wishing you had something, you know? And I remember we beat it back to try to get back, you know, into some shelter back to our camp and we didn't make it, you know, and we just ended up best thing in the world, just find a good pine tree and get under it and wait it out. And, you know, we've had to do that a few times just cause, you know, out in it and those mountain thunderstorms man they can pound it and it can come hard and just to find cover and, and wait it out's best thing i've been in a couple deals sleeping out under the stars a time or two and uh had some lightning roll in and wow i actually kind of scary just uh you know when that stuff's cracking around you everywhere and popping and you know, it's the middle of the night and you're just out under the stars. You don't have a tent or anything else. And it makes you think about, for me anyway, how the old timers did that. Like they didn't have tarps. I mean, we usually have a tarp or something to cover you up, but to deal with that without, you know, a tarp and just taking it on, it's like, holy moly, but a lot tougher. I mean, or braver than I am, but. Just a couple experiences there. Uh, yeah, we've had a few. I had one when I was hunting elk. My dad took me on top of the mountain and we could see some clouds in the distance. And I was like, I'll be okay. And then right when I start going, it was coming right my way. And I was like, this sucks. And <laughs> I was up on the West Mountain uh, just above Jerusalem it was south of South Flat is where I was on that little hill there. And it started crashing around me and I was like, this sucks. And I, I, you know, that really steep part that has all the pine trees on it. Yeah. I was sliding down that and I, I swore I was going to snap my knees because I kept sliding down that. And then I got to the bottom and it kind of stopped and there was like a bull elk there that was tiny. And I was like, I'm just going to shoot it to get this hunt over with because I don't want to get stuck at this again. And I 
shot like three times and missed, but it ruined my dad's scope on his gun and being caught in that storm like that. Cause it wasn't waterproof or anything. And yeah, that was, I was definitely not as brave as my ancestors. It can be pretty wicked. And I, I mean, there's, it can make even the bravest of the brave, you know, a little nervous because there's nothing like the power of mother nature. And, you know, it don't matter where you're at, if it's a hurricane or whatever. I mean, I've never been through that, but it's a real thing for sure. Um, how has this career in this lifestyle choice helped your faith in God? Oh, that's a good question, you know, because the neat thing about, I think, what we do is you get to see, you know, God's hand in everything you do, like everything. It don't matter if it's uh, the beauty of the day spent on the mountain Oh, the the blessings of rain or snow, you know, in the winter months or the summer or whenever you need it. You know, I was thinking and talking about this just the other day with a guy. I mean, it makes you really think when we as as uh, the human race are supposed to be the most dominant of all the creatures on this earth, and yet... You take a baby calf or a baby lamb or whatever it is that has to start out, and within hours or even minutes after they're born, they jump up and their mom's mothering them and they start sucking and and they start their life and they just basically can do it without a lot of care. You know, they don't have to have, but yet you take the the most dominant thing on the on the earth, which is mankind. And we have to be cared for as a baby, you know, for how many years? And it just makes you, in in my opinion, it makes you realize and understand that there is a big purpose to this life as far as what our Father in Heaven's plan is. And you see that because you see that happen. And why, why is the most dominant race have to spend this kind of time and this kind of interest raising their children? When, you know, we're the most dominant race ever. Well, it's because of what you got to learn and, and the love you got to develop. So anyway, that kind of got off of what you asked me, but man, it's just, it's just in those things, you know, seeing baby calves born or colts run or horses on the run. I mean, mountain sunrises or sunsets to the way the mountain smells or the smells that you only find on the mountain, you know, things like that, that just help you know that there is a God and that, you know, he's good and wants good things for us and wants us to enjoy these things. And and that's the neat thing about, you know, this lifestyle for sure. I remember you had a calf die and you were looking at it and it was like, you knew that there was life because it wasn't, you weren't looking at the calf. You were just looking at this lump of matter that it wasn't a lump of matter when it's like, you know, when it, when it had its spirit and stuff like that. Right. And that's always stuck with me. And I, I think, I think those people who are there on the front lines with mother nature, that's why they don't struggle with faith as much. You know what I mean? Cause you yeah. are seeing the miracle of nature every day and living in yeah. it. Well, I think it too, you know, 
I talked about this with a friend earlier this spring. I mean, you know, you take somebody like a doctor or I mean, we, we have a cousin who, who uh, does a lot of good for a lot of people because of the talents that he has. But uh, you take these people that help other people and, and they find a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure because they're able to do that. And, you know, the same kind of thing's true with this lifestyle, you know, you're in the cabin time of year. Well, even throughout the year, you know, you, you're helping these newborn calves and get a start. And, you know, maybe it's cold. And that's one thing we dealt with a lot this spring was the cold. And, you know, we were taking these calves and taking them to the barn and getting them warm and taking them back. And, and, you know, you just feel like you're, you're kind of being a hero in a way, you know, you're saving lives and making a difference and it's just a rewarding feeling and, and it makes you feel good. And, you know, I know people like that, you know, this cousin I talk about, I mean, he, he talks about that a lot, just being a rewarding thing that he does and he's, he's fortunate to do it. And, uh, there's rewards like that, that money can't bring you that you just feel like you're making a difference, you know, pulling a calf or helping a cow that's, down or sick or doctoring a sick calf or cow whatever it is you know i mean you just feel like you made a difference and and it's rewarding there's a lot of occupations like that mechanics i think have it they're able to fix things that other people can't fix and it's a they're just a self-satisfaction about it and it it just comes with that too but just it, it is good that way what is one of the main highlights of being a cowboy there's a few, but you know, one of the things that we look forward to is, is brand time. And, uh, the reason that we do and, you know, right or wrong, this is how we do it. But 20 years ago, uh, my wife's uh, dad had suggested that, why don't you start roping these calves? And we're like, Oh, yes. You know, we just, we'd always ran them through a shoot just how we did it. And so, he said, let's just try it. And at the time, they had just kind of come out with these forks they call a Nord fork. And, and so he's like, I'll bring a couple. We'll set them up, and we'll just try it. And got to have a few guys that can rope. Anyway, it just started it off for us. And now, I mean, you go from begging people to come help your brand when you run them through a shoot that you have so many people that want to come and help that you – like you have way more people than you can even have jobs for or things for them to do. And they just, they just eat it up. And your deal that you call is like a man. And I, I think this is kind of one of them deals that makes you feel like a man. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but you're just, you're throwing these calves and it just brings out so much camaraderie between neighbors and, friends and you know we try to have a nice lunch and invite these people out and and you know it's just a highlight i mean baxter black kind of put it and i don't know exactly how he said it but kind of just this is kind of like christmas morning for cowboys and it's it's what you look forward to i mean brandon time is it's just you're getting to use your horse and your rope and uh, it's just good for the horse and it's good for you to see that you made a shot on a calf and it was like hitting a half court shot on a basketball court. You know, you just are grinning about it all day long about you just threw 
15 feet or open, got a calf by two feet. And we had a deal this spring where my daughter <laughs> roped two calves at one time, both hind feet and <laughs> brought them, brought them to the fire. And it was just, you know, everybody's cheering, having a good time. It's just a lot of fun. And, and it's something that, um, is all, it was without a doubt a highlight, um, for me and for so many others and i have got even to the point that if i miss inviting somebody to a brandon they they're like upset with me and because they just look forward to it every year so just uh just make it a lot of fun it's good good for everybody um whether you rope or whether you don't we we have a job for you anyway yeah one of the highlights so when you're branding, you have an actual brand, an iron in the fire, and you're still doing it that way. You don't have some electrical brand or anything like that. Well, we've actually gone to the electrical just because we've tried the fire and we've tried propane burners. And if you got a lot of brands, it's easier to do it that way because you're just pulling brands out all the time and it's hard to keep them hot and keep it even on the heat of the brand and different things. So we kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say we're a hundred percent traditional on everything because guys will say, well, the Nord forks aren't traditional either. You got a head and heat lemon. We've done both, but we have gone to electric brands just because the heat on them's even they're fast. You just, you don't only have to have, but you know, a couple of them, whereas fire brands and, you know, you got to have, geez, seven or eight of them to keep them all hot enough when you're really bringing lots of calves in. So um, there's just different aspects about it that, you know, some guys are big on some guys. It's not a big deal. And we've just found for our deal to use the electric ones. It's just been easier and faster and a little better, but not right or wrong one way or the other with, you know, the other ways, it's just kind of what's been better for us. So nice. Is there anything yeah. else I'm missing? Um, I think the one, one aspect I'd like to just point out miles and, and, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, you hear all this Yellowstone craze and, and people think that this is lifestyles kind of like that in not necessarily Hollywooded up, but, you know, it's a good lifestyle, but it's a hard thing too. You know, I mean, you really don't, I don't know that people really realize that you're more of a slave to it than it is to you. I mean, you never get a break from it. And when I say you never get a break, I mean, there's always something to do. And, you know, it's hard to go places because you have the care of animals that need care 24 seven, seven days a week, you know? And so there's no really vacation. So I think you find your joy in being passionate about what it is you want to do and you find your joy in spending those times at branding and and going on the mountain and doing these things that um you know maybe your only break but you're still doing what you're doing because you don't get a break from it and you never leave it like it don't go away and so you know to go on vacation and go do things i mean it makes it hard because I don't think that's something that people see or realize. And uh, I'm not trying to be down on the life. I'm just saying that it's kind of the real part of what it is. And 
I really do believe that to stay in it and do it, you have to love it. You have to be passionate about what it is you're doing because um, it weighs on you at times, you know, when you can't ever get away from it. Eight to five job, you go home, you can do what you want after you get home, you know. You don't have that luxury here and, and it does, you know, it doesn't go away. So it's just a part of it, you know, something I wanted to, to talk about because it's really hard. Um, you know, I had some, we haven't talked about it, but just I've had some opportunities for sure, but it's hard for young people because I think it's such a challenge for the amount of money that it takes to get into this lifestyle and do it that it's made it more like for the rich and the people that's got money. And, you know, that's, that's hard because I don't know that they have the kind of passion and love that they, they need to really live the life, but they want to be called cowboys or, or whatever. I own a ranch kind of a deal. And I think those people that are young and, and hungry for it, you know, miss out because of the amount of money it takes. And I know this is kind of going off, on stuff but anyway i just i think it's a big part of of really maybe what you need to talk about or even understand about in the life because i i just feel like too many people think that it's all just john wayne days and you know it's all just like it is on yellowstone and it's all easy and you know it's 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 a good life but it's it's a tough life too and you know the ups and downs of drought and and poor calf crop or poor prices for calves i mean it just uh there's a lot of things that weigh on you and and make it tough but you weather through it because you're passionate and you love it and just like anything else so i've talked to many farmers about that where you're choosing the lifestyle you're not going to mexico for the weekend you're not going to all these places around the world because you got stuff to tend to and and that's Like you said, though, you, you're close to nature and you're doing things that people want to go do for their vacation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, and that's the thing. And, you know, I just, I guess I like to talk about it, Miles, just not necessarily and to be down about it. I just, it's a real thing. And I just, I feel bad for younger people, my kids and, and kids at my age that would, you know, love for the opportunity to do it. Some, some not really realizing that what it entails to live the life, but think they do and, you know, are hungry to try. And I feel like they're, they're just going to miss out because of the expense and what it takes to do it today. And, and you know, it doesn't take away from the fact they can go work somewhere and, and learn it and do it still. But to have your own deal, I mean, it's a it's a challenge. So anyway, just maybe a topic for another day even. We're going to end here. I want to thank Earl for coming on and giving us an idea of what it's like to be a real cowboy. And I also want to thank everybody for listening. Until next time.